Welcome, welcome. This week, Dizerotops presents the conclusion of D&D Saga, Bed to the Bone. Across the last nine episodes, Jackwick and Mascara were reunited. They got recruited by an owl person to rescue someone. They bought a teddy bear. They hung out with mushrooms. They infiltrated a manor house. They fled the deadly Uncle George into the mysterious underbed. It's time to decide some fates. Our players are Jules Bergeser and Tom Adams. I am Morgan Davy, the Dungeon Master. Let's dungeon some dragons. Welcome, welcome. It is time for part number 10 of D&D Saga, Beard to the Bone. Uh, I am Dungeon Master Morgan Davy, and I am joined, as with the other nine preceding episodes in this saga, by two amazing players. Let's uh, say hello, first of all, to Tom Adams playing Jackal Campbellson. Hey, Tom. Kira kira. And of course, it's Jules Bergeser returning as Mascara Stormfire. Hey, Jules. Hello. Cool. So we are currently in um, in a snaky, socky situation in the mysterious underbed, having infiltrated Craddock House, rescued uh, Thaddeus the prisoner, and then escaped into the mysterious realm of uh, Steffi the under-the-bed monster. Um, the Peter of the of the kind of warlock devil worshipping Craddock family, but he was kind of the nice one, got swallowed up by a giant sock. Uh, Mascara leapt in to help him and got swallowed up too. And Steffi the monster hurled Jackwick to catch onto the outside of this thing as they zoomed away into the darkness of the under, under bed realm. And that is where we left things. So we are joining you as the, the sock just moves at great speed through the dark. There is still the weird low ceiling overhead, strange dark shapes moving quite nearby because the light has collapsed in upon you, Jackwick, on the outside where you are. You're holding on tight to this thing and um, you can see see the wounds that it has that are kind of bleeding, but it's also soft and uh, felty to the touch. So it's, it's this weird combination of living creature and... Uh, garment and um as you you race along you can feel the presence of objects in the darkness getting close by but the sock is moving so quickly that all you can really do is hold on tight um inside mascara and peter are uh, you you can see very little at all but you're inside the mouth of a beast and um it's probably quite unnerving so let's check in with both of you and see how you're how you're doing how you're feeling um let's start with jackwick on the outside um, are you, is there anything in particular you want to do apart from holding on? What are you feeling? What's up? Uh, I think Jack, Jackwick's um, got a lot of, he's really resting on that toe strength um, uh, as he's, he's kind of gripped on there. Uh, and he's, he's just um, kind of probably looking more serious than I think you often see Jackwick, um, partly because he's not an animal handler and partly because he's got an uh, uh, old friend and new friend um, trapped inside. Uh, mm -hmm. So he's just going to start think, thinking um, at Mascara and be like, are you there, Mascara? Mascara, what's the situation inside? And, you can reply. And Mascara is probably a little panicked at this point, although trying not to be. If she can see um, Peter, she's been trying to reassure him mm -hmm. as kind of a way of reassuring herself, sort of. It's just going to be fine. This is going to be fine. Jack Wicks is going to save us. It's going to be okay. I don't really know why I jumped in here with you. Oh, Jackwick. Oh, thank God. Okay, you're here. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> yeah, I'm here too. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, Mascara, could you please give me a persuasion roll? 
Um, if you roll well, you persuade Peter that things are going to be okay. If you roll really well, you can also persuade yourself. Um, <laughs> I got a 13. Okay. So um, kind of Peter is taking some comfort from your, from your kind words, but you yourself are maybe less reassured and very happy to hear Jackwick's uh, voice coming through his, his mental communication system that he seems to have on whenever it's uh, most needed, such as right now. So um, the, the sock just barrels through the darkness and then with a little juddering bump, it slides and just kind of crunches back into itself as it comes to a halt. Um, as the, the back of the creature mooshes up against the front of it um you jackwick you find that your handholds uh just collapse around you and you go flying over the top of this thing and land on the ground um you again bounce off this kind of low soft ceiling um which absorbs some of your some of your momentum and uh being kind of spat out the front of the of the um sock snake is uh, Peter and Mascara and you two roll along the ground and find yourselves just side by side and you look around to see where you are. Once again, there is enough light to see but it doesn't extend very far out from you and there is shapes moving out in the darkness beyond. And one of those shapes comes lumbering into view and um, it kind of has to bend low a bit to fit underneath this low ceiling and as it comes in the first thing you see are its eyes which one of them is um just pure white and the other one dangles out on a thread and then you can see all around its old worn fur there are stitch markings coming out and an arm that is mostly hanging off this old torn broken teddy bear but a giant teddy bear not too dissimilar from the giant teddy bear that you saw looming over the teddy bear shop in the region of the Craddock House, comes closer into view and then sits down hard in front of you. What do you do? I wish I had mending. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess Jack kind of uh, raises his hands. He goes, mm -hmm. uh, hello, um, how are you? Uh, no hard feelings for insults that may have been cast to your kind earlier, but hello? <laughs> <laughs> the um, giant teddy bear, you feel its voice, Jackwick. You feel its voice talking to you in the same way that you, you talk. And uh, Mascara, you hear it too. And from Peter's reaction, you can tell he can hear it. And the voice says, Hey, oh, you're... Uh, Stiffy's friend, are you not? Oh, I am. As long as you're not an enemy of Stiffy, then in which case, no, I am. But you know, with other other consequences. We've been all worrying about Stiffy down here. Comes the voice, and the teddy bear kind of tilts its head sideways, and its dangling eye dangles the other way. We have a lot of love for young Stiffy. Well, you think we can trust you to look after him? I have a lot of love for young Steffi myself. In fact, as far as I know, I've been wandering the world trying to find Steffi. Uh, you know, in my defense, should have looked under more beds, but, you know, how would I know any bed? I thought it was a specific bed. Well, we've been advising Steffi against making any contact with you. 
bad form for an underbed monster to make friends with a waking person. You never know how many dangerous people you're going to meet like that one you've got with you. And the teddy reaches out and points towards Peter Craddock. I can tell right from here, this old nose might be falling off, but it can smell the scent of deviltry on that one. Mm. Mr. Scarra sort of speaks up and is like, he's pretty hesitantly, but it's like, uh, I don't know what exactly my word counts for with you, but I'm a friend of him who's a friend of Steffi, so I guess that kind of counts for something. Well, this is also a friend of mine. I don't know how far your trust goes, but shrug, you know. <laughs> um, Peter says, uh, if I may, uh, I know that I'm a member of a family that has been trying to do horrible things to your people. I, I know that my Uncle George has worked magic against you, but I swear I've only done what I've been forced to do. I wish to break with my family. You can trust me. Please, you can trust me. Can I please get Jackwick and Mascara to make a persuasion role for your advocacy for Peter and and his situation to see if you can convince God. the Teddy. I'm not rolling amazing today. I've got yep. a 15. 15? I've got a 12, which is a rare, rare low for, for Jackwick. Mm. Oof. <sighs> the Teddy um, kind of its face crunches up and smooshes a bit and says, this one, he, he is uh, working and following, and under the spell of the Nightmare Master, the Dream Beast. That's what he does. That's who he is in service to. It's the enemy of our kind. And he is wants nothing more than to destroy us. Is, is, is that name Zumpus? Zumpus? Zumpus, he was the first priest. The first priest of him. That's right. That huh. evil being, he's called many names, but down here we call him the... And then another voice rings out from behind you. You call him the Dream Ogre, do you not? And walking into view, into the light, is Uncle George. Uh-oh. He's got his staff and he's smiling as he walks closer to you. That's right. Now I'm here. And now I get to claim this place as my own <laughs> for my master, for the dream ogre. <laughs> Thank you, Jackwick Gambleson. Thank you, Mascara Stormfire. You've performed a great service for my master. Now, if you submit, I will let you leave with your lives. Submit and now. Jackwick, um kind of his face goes very still and his eyes go black and uh, he just launches himself uh, at the face of George and just grabs his hands and puts them, if he can, straight onto the side of his head and he just looks at him square in the eyes and goes, now I'm not willing to put any kind of wager on who would win between your master and mine, but I think I know who would win out of you or me and here. I think I've got a lot more friends than you. And he's just going to start 
He's going to unleash with his Eldritch Blasts into the side of George's head, just assuming that George has not had that much time to recover. Cool. All right. So that's exactly what you do when you unleash your Eldritch Blasts. And as you unleash the Eldritch Blasts, Uncle George laughs hideously. And your Eldritch Blasts just pummel what is revealed to be an illusion. And you can hear the voice of Uncle George behind you. And then coming out of the darkness is the long arm of Steffi. Steffi's sharp, sharp claws. And Steffi reaches for you, Jack Quick, to seize you and grab you because Steffi has fallen under the control of your enemy. So I think it's initiative rolling time, please. Uh Uh-oh. Where's this... Where's my thud? <laughs> this can't be good. Well, I roll a four. <laughs> All right. Uh, 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 hey, hey Jack, we... quick. I think, I think, well, Tom, I think we're having a competition to see who can roll the worst this episode. Yeah, because really I, rolled, I rolled a three on the dice. Whoa. I mean, I have, a, I have an eight, but I rolled a three on the dice. <laughs> oh, and we have not had a short rest at all yet, have we? Mm-mm. No. No, you have not so far. All right. Um, let's see. I think the first thing that he is going to do is... Um, ooh. Yeah, I think he's um, going to fire some Eldritch Blasts of his own in uh, your general direction. One one at each of you. Um, ooh, okay. And... Um, Sorry, I um, think... Sorry, one of those one of those attack rolls is going to be at disadvantage. All right, yep. Okay, so Jackwick, you are uh, you are not affected. Um, your your disadvantage is going to interfere. So his Eldritch Blasts take the form of those black tentacles that you saw harassing Peter before. They surge out of the ground and try and surround Jackwick, but fail fail to get hold of you. Um, but Mascara and Peter both um, get grabbed by these Eldritch Blasts. Um, the these black tentacles, Mascara, you're going to take uh, how much damage? You're going to take you're going to take nine points of damage, and um, Peter is also similarly going to be um, hurt. And these tentacles are then going to drag you closer, closer to where um, Steffi's mighty hand is is kind of wreaking havoc. So um, Peter and Mascara, you've been hurt a bit. You're being dragged forward by these things, and um, Uncle George. He, he kind of looks disdainfully past you and um, points up at the teddy bear and says, now you are going to submit to me. But that's the end of his turn. I think, Mascara, you're up next. Uh, is Steffi considered a humanoid? I'd say no. <laughs> just just really trying. <laughs> <laughs> Steffi's a handmanoid. <laughs> Uh, I was just trying to think of what else I could do, but um, um, I think I'm just going to. Um, she's just, out of out of sheer desperation. She's going to point a spell at Steffi, not wanting to hurt Steffi. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing that like Steffi wouldn't do this if Steffi was her itself. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, uh, can Steffi please roll a wisdom saving throw? It's only a DC 14, but... All right. Steffi rolls a three. Okay. So Steffi now thinks everything is very funny. Uh, as <laughs> hideous laughter hits. Um, upside down. Yeah. 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 Because that's 
the only thing that like instantly mascara can think to do is like, yeah. I don't want to hurt you, you know, and just like, <laughs> psh, yeah. Yep. Okay, well, it's it's Steffi's action. So Steffi kind of uh, pulls, was reaching for you, Jackwick, and then suddenly pulls back and wiggles fingers, and then starts kind of hitting the floor and waving, <laughs> <laughs> waving the hand back and forth. Um, is is Steffi able to take any actions, or is Steffi just overcome uh, in, with laughter, incapacitated, right, and unable to stand up? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but long? it can make another wisdom saving throw at the end of each of their turn. Okay, so it you gets know? another shot now, and it rolls another three. So Steffi's having a Great. wonderful nice. time for at least the next round. Um, cool. All right, so that's Steffi out of the way. Jackwick, you're up. Uh, so George is around somewhere? Yeah, George has come out of the darkness again from a from a different angle, getting close to where the big teddy bear is. Uh Jackwick just just charges towards him uh, and, and just calls out to the bear behind him. He goes, this is your land. You need to stand up for it. There have got to be a lot more of you here than, than anyone else. Come on. We're going to take him down all together and just charges and just starts unleashing his Eldritch Blast again. And all right. uh, so yep. the, the first one is going to be a 13. Yep, that will hit. And the 13 next one is, is what going you to need. He 18. has some magical prediction, but it's not, not better than a 13. Good. And an 18. All right. So obviously, I'll get that. Uh, and uh, he takes nine damage and gets blasted backwards into the darkness. All right. Um, yeah, so George flies flies out of view um, as the, the Eldritch Blast strike him. He, um, yeah, he, he looks um, like as he rolls back, he just looks unfazed by this. There's this hideous smile on his face because he's so close to what he's always, always wanted. And... Um, the the teddy um, stands uncomfortably up and um, lifts its head, and then you you hear it start to put a call out, a call out to all of the strange things underneath the bed to come to come and help is them it? because right here is the battle. The battle, of course, um, you both understand implicitly that uh, Uncle George and his people, the Dream Ogre, they they rely on the the land of sleep but the underbed creatures they they don't let you get to sleep it's the natural enemies so um okay we've done everyone i think so does, Peter, their, does their call out sound like snoring then because like snoring <laughs> would be like the call to battle you know yep and sleep at near is their war cry <laughs> <laughs> um okay so peter um as you were as you're reacting mascara you said peter kind of on his knees He's, he's so dominated by Uncle George. He's trying to gather himself and gather his wits and stand up against them. But these tentacles are just wrapped around him and he's in pain and he's struggling. I've given him a, he's rolled a one on his saving throw to kind of overcome his conditioning. So he's not doing anything right now. He's on his knees. Um, so we're back to the top of the order, which is going to be George. Uh, George, what are you going to do from your dark spot? Hmm... I think he's still focused on that teddy right now. I think he is going to attempt to... Hmm. All right. I know exactly what he's going to try and do. And the teddy gets a saving throw. Oh, the teddy. The teddy fails his saving throw. Okay, so the teddy um, is calling for help and calling. And then um, the teddy kind of stumbles back and falls to its knees as um, it starts waving its arms around as though it's being assaulted by something that you can't see. And as it does that, it um, 
kind of jolts its body as though it's being pummeled, it's being hurt. Um, one of its its torn limb gets ripped further and starts to, to come further off. So it's taken a fair whack of pain and damages that feels like it's under horrific assault. And Uncle George's laughter just continues to ring out as he um, moves through the darkness and tries to get in position again. Mascara, you're up. Uh, yeah, Mascara sort of pulling herself free of tentacles as, you know, obviously Steffi is, you know, laughing or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and uh, it's like, J- Jagwick, uh, I don't know if we can do this. Like, she's got, like, serious freaking out doubts right now, you know? So she's like, she's there, but she's, this all seems way too much they're in a dream world they're fighting so she's firing like a crazy person but she's just firing firebolts at like everything you know um yeah uh she rolls that's a 25 to hit uh with a firebolt so that seems good (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what where is the firebolt going um and it was going in george's direction she didn't even know if it was going to help but right. she was just uh, like, no, nah, you yep. know. Well, it hits him and he's not immune to a firebolt. So, um, yeah, you, <laughs> nice. you get him. What what happens? Um, that is 11 damage as this, this like, bolt shoots out from her. It just kind of, it seems to, like, almost go in the wrong direction and then curves back around and just, like, smacks all around his face, like, big explosion kind of right in his face. Fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Um, Steffi is waving around in your vicinity. Mascara, you kind of need to dance sideways to avoid the the convulsing movement and laughter of Steffi. Um, Is anything else on your turn or shall we move on? No, no. Okay. I think she'd run towards Jackwick maybe a little bit. Make sure they're not separated. All right. So Steffi um, continues to laugh and you may not believe it, but once again has rolled a three on the saving (laughs) throw. (laughs) Three threes in a row. Steffi is... This is the happiest experience Steffi has had in a very long time. Um, so we don't need to worry about that laughing hand. As Jackwick, you get another action. What are you going to do? Um, Jackwick kind of um, looks back at the, the teddy and looks at Mascara and then um, kind of stops and takes a breath and um, pulls out his flute. And he goes, uh, turns to Mascara and goes, we might not be able to, but there's a heck of a lot of people more who could. And he starts playing the lullaby that he played at the very start that kind of attracted all the all the dust bunnies and things and starts um using thaumaturgy to kind of rumble the ground underneath him like a snore um and uses his uh thaumaturgy to make the the because he can go three times louder he, he makes his flute boom three times louder uh and and yeah is is he's going to try something all right um Ooh, uh, let's let's ask you for a um, charisma-based performance role, but you're, you're having an effect. If you roll well, then um, things might happen even even more profoundly. So just a, a charisma role or a performance yeah. role? Um, a charisma, a performance, add performance if you got it. Uh, add performance and so charisma. Okay, so it's a 23. Well, that's pretty good. Okay. So the ground is rumbling and the, the flute is playing and this snoring is is happening and the teddy um, kind of staggering from um, this horror, it, it kind of turns its head and focuses on you, Jackwick. I'll give it an immediate a chance to throw off what's bothering it. And it, it kind of shakes its head and turns and fixes its attention on, uh, on Uncle George. And um, 
then it resumes its call, um, echoing yours for the strange things that are out in the darkness to converge. And sure enough, you can start seeing odd shapes start to come into view into the light. Uh, they're kind of strange creatures assembled out of odds and ends, bits and pieces, dripping dust and old buttons as they as they come, but they are coming. Uncle George hasn't noticed them yet. He's still fixated on what he is doing. Peter has another attempt to try and throw off his conditioning. He's rolling really badly as well. Same as Steffi. He rolls a five. So on, he's, he's stuck trying to gather himself. And we turn to Uncle George. But I think before we get to do Uncle George this time, there is one more player, Thaddeus comes oh, no. out of the darkness behind Uncle George and um, he has a long, like very skinny thing that he stabs right into Uncle George's back and he rolls an 18 on his attack roll, his sneak attack <laughs> from behind. He's a, he's a roguey type. The good dice have uh, come through for him. So Uncle George is actually going to be really quite badly hurt by that. Um, uh, Thaddeus, <laughs> yeah. Thaddeus is... Um, just appeared out of nowhere. George sees this, turns, and oh, what's he going to do? Oh God! <laughs> um, I think... like I'm kind of glad Thaddeus took the hit for me because I was a bit worried I was about to take the hit from <laughs> Uncle <laughs> well, he's George. He's going to but... use his last big power. I think he's just—I know what he's going to do. Okay, so he has—he um, throws up a. a Spray of weird poison right in the face of um, of Thad, who makes a saving throw and fails badly on a one. And um, yeah, um, more. Yes, my teddy bear activates. Mm-hmm. My teddy bear. Um, I I told it in the shop that I wanted it to make sure that I would never be alone, um, and that like I would be loved and and there would always be someone with me. Mm-hmm. And so my teddy bear feeling my shock yep. as this is about to happen to thud activates and just like, like shoots over there as like a, like almost like a teddy bear shield of blackness yep. to, to stop it from coming through. If that makes sense. Yeah. That makes total success. I'm going to give him another um, saving throw opportunity. Um, and this time he rolls a 16. So that's oh very my good. God. <laughs> that's very good. Okay, so the teddy bear um, just interposes itself as the spray of poison flies at, at Thad. And uh, um, yeah, he's he kind of falls back into the darkness trying to get away from this ferocious, angry Uncle George. Um, Uncle George, has, he's used that spell. Um, he spins and um, he just... Uh, just start screaming at the teddy bear. You will submit. You will submit. You will submit. Um, and he rolls extremely well on his on his intimidation attempt. The teddy is um like is terrified. Is basically terrified that this avatar of the dream ogre has in- invaded his space. And the teddy falls to its knees and shakes its head, remembering the horrors that it saw. There are other things that are coming but they they don't quite have the courage yet to strike mascara what are you going to do uh she's pissed Mm -hmm. um you know uh uncle george just tried to kill her ex-boyfriend and if anybody's killing her ex-boyfriend it's gonna be mascara so um (laughs) (laughs) all that (laughs) um so she she um like screams and actually it makes no sense 
but runs towards with two daggers drawn, ready to just pummel with both daggers in his chest. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because she All can right. two-handed with a with finesse. So let's see if this works. Yeah, no sneaks, good. sadly. Holy shit! Natural 20 for the first hit. So, so that's a 28 hit. Holy crap. Oh, that's insane. Uh, it's, it's only a dagger, so it only really does. I've got plus five because I'm insane on that. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it does uh, 10 damage. But, yeah. Yep. Why so it, as a crit, a it does 10 damage, five. Yeah? Uh, oh, yeah, because it's a crit. Yeah, that'll be why. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, all right. That's, that's, um, <laughs> that makes an impact. Uncle George um, kind of looks down at this dagger that you've stabbed him with up close, and he is, he is not pleased at all. Steffi. <laughs> is it another three? Yes. It's another three. Yes. <laughs> It's because oh, it's three AM. That is that is numerically impossible. <laughs> four threes what? in a row. This is this is the. It's not like this is the three dice. I've used this dice for all of the rolls, but every time it's been a three for Steffi. Um, Jackwick, you're up. Uh, Jackwick sees Mascara running, and he's not going to let her kind of do it alone. And um, but as he's running, he's kind of um, yeah, just uh, calling out. Is like I am far scarier than this guy. I'm scarier than any of you lot. Come on, chip chop. Get him. <laughs> just you know, pip, pip, Get and just him! jump. And just jumps, and he's just he's just kind of his his arms are kind of flinging out, and he's kind of just lashing these um these eldritch blasts. He's like, "I'll send them your way. You take him down," and just blasting him. Uh, nice. And you can kind of see the, those kind of cascades of of warped space and matter annihilation just kind of flinging themselves out. And so the first is a sixteen, and the next is a twenty. Well, Not natural strike. Yep. And I he does uh, eight damage. And blasts them. Eight damage altogether? Altogether. All right. Um, Okay. So these blasts strike um, Uncle George pretty hard and he staggers. And for the first time, you see Jackwick and Mascara, you're both up close to him and you see what looks suddenly like a bit of terror in his eyes. It leaks through as he takes stock of his situation. Steffi, like his big ace in the hole, is just not been has not been anything and coming out of the darkness are all of these kind of misshapen things and um the the big chitty hauls itself up and stands firm and begins to close in on him he's only got two hit points left um the next person to act is peter if if he can throw off his thing and i roll for him on the same dice and this time he gets a 17 Woo. Come on, Peter. <sighs> All right. Stand um, up to your uncle. Yeah. Come on, so Peter. Peter. Peter is going to stand up. And I think what he's going to do is, and he does it successfully, he's he's just going to seize his uncle George. He's going to grab him and hold him tight. And um, uh, it says, Uncle George, you've got to listen. You need to stop this or you're dead. They'll kill you. Thaddeus, um, he's up next in the order. He kind of creeps out of the darkness and he, um, hearing that word, kill them, he kind of looks past Uncle George to you, Mascara. You see the this long um, needle that he's got in his hand. He's kind of looking to you, Mascara, for permission to strike. 
he could kill Uncle George right now, but he's he's looking to you because you are the one. You're the one. What do you do? What do you yeah. say? I, I, I look at the fear in Uncle George's face and look at Jack Quick and the rage and the fury on his, and I say, it's not yours. All right. Um, he he stands ready, but he doesn't yeah. do anything. Uncle George is up next. He is looking left and right at all of these these people coming. He's gasping because he's he's held. He can't use his escaping magic, so he's just looking. And then he sees this angry, angry Jackwick coming, and then he smiles and says, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, Gambleson?" <laughs> You've caused more harm on this world than I ever did. <laughs> and, and Jack White's eyes are just black, and he's just, sir, you don't know that for a fact. And there, if there's one thing I can change, it's the consequences of whatever I am. So, guess what? Thank you, sir, for letting me know. Because I'm going to go back and I'm going to erase every single one of your deeds. Night, night. Sorry, Peter. And his hand comes up and he just puts his hand right on George's face and just obliterates it. All right. And if this was a film, I guess that would be a fade to black. Okay. Um, we rejoin. What do we, what do we rejoin? We're still in the <laughs> underbed. Um, the, I think the remnants of uncle George, uh, just, they're just not present anymore though. The nature of this realm means that there isn't anything left of uncle George. Um, but there is Peter kind of standing, looking, looking bereft. Um, there is Thaddeus who is, uh, just tired and hungry he's um looking down and shaking and there's this kind of weird teddy bears on the ground looking up at him um that he owes his life to probably um so they're kind of quiet in the background caught up in their in their own situations and their own things steffi comes out of this this laughter and just <laughs> relaxes and um just falls open palm between jackwick and mascara and uh, the teddy, the big teddy, sits, um, kind of adjusts its eye back into place, and all of this assembly of weird, strange things come into view. So you have this big audience of of these odd underbed creatures who are um, looking at you. They don't all have anything that looks like eyes, but you sense them regarding you. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, the big teddy uh, communicates to both of you and says, "Hey, oh." Looks like, looks like our Stiffy's chosen well. Looks like you are both what we call good sorts. Mascara mm. <laughs> would be listening to this, but she would have dropped to her knees beside Steffi and be stroking Steffi in the palm and being like, I'm so sorry. I hope you didn't mind. I'm so sorry. You know, like just kind of being yeah. like, you know, trying to sort of stroke and ease yeah. any yeah. cramps that probably happen <laughs> with the laughter you know yeah yeah thank you steffi yeah. steffi is i don't know how a hand shows appreciation but it's showing some appreciation jackwick how do yeah. you respond to the teddy um jackwick's yeah idly idly petting steffi and he's and he's 
he, he his eyes have stopped being black and he's kind of calmed and he's thank you sir a good sort is the highest praise i can think of but i am not sure i am one and i can't stay like this i don't think but thank you yeah mascara sort of grabs you like almost on the thigh because she's like down on the ground and she sort of puts a hand on your thigh and it's like you are a good sort jackwick you're the sort that makes sure that your friends are always safe. That's good enough. And he kind of reaches his hand down and, and touches hers and says, I think my friends make me safer than I do them. So thank you, Mascara. Thank you for being something else besides what I am. And, and just kind of. Yeah, she thinks about that for a second. And then nods, like, that's actually a pretty good compliment, you know? <laughs> like, processes it, and then sort of, hmm. And uh, I think Jack looks over at the beer and goes, it's not over, though, is it? The ogre is still around. Hey, yup, all right. So it is. That dream ogre's got your names now. I'd be watching out for him if I was you. Not entirely sure... We're the ones he should be watching out for. We've got his name now. And I I don't appreciate mischief being made on my behalf by proxy. So if you have, I'd like to find him. I'd like to find him and have a word. Me too. Mascara stands up. You know, sort of like both. Fly. I like to think of them both standing in their action hero pose. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're yeah. ready to go, like, <laughs> even though we're exhausted yeah. and out of spells and... <laughs> Covered in dust. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I think, if I may, I might be of some use on that front. I uh, Many of the things about the Dream Ogre were kept secret from me by uh, my uncle, but I know some aspects of his secrets, and I will share with you what I can, if you will trust me. Uh, Jack, we kind of, yeah... <clears throat> nods and thank you there peter and i hope you don't mind me saying but you are not responsible for the choices of others so i hope you don't feel responsible for this and mascara puts a hand on the other side of him and says i hope you feel a little freer peter than you did before he nods i feel a lot of things right now but that is definitely one of them. Well, I hope you also feel like our friend. <laughs> you give friendship very easily. It is an admirable quality. I shall do my best to live up to it. <laughs> She's like, mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'll do you like I did that guy over there. <laughs> and, like, looks over at that sitting on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <thought> hello. <laughs> um, that's Thank just, you. Um, so uh, we getting out of here then? <laughs> and the big titty's like, yep. Oh, I suppose it's time for you to be uh, leaving the underbed. Uh, we'll open up a little doorway for you, and then you can see that there is like a, a, a shaft of light. At the very edge of a bed is close by. You just need to clamber out, clamber through it, into. Well, it looks like a kind of normal room, a normal environment. And as it's kind of shimmering into view, the teddy says, but as you go, well, 
Steffi will want to be sticking around with you, Jack. But I'd like to offer you a, another little gift on your way as a way of saying thanks. And then shuffling forward these weird creatures around, they come towards one towards you, Mascara, and one towards you, Jackwick. And they hold out in hands or limbs or pods, whatever they've got, something, a lost thing, something that you lost many, many years ago, perhaps as a child, something that you haven't seen in a, an incredibly long time. But as soon as you see it, you are suddenly just hit with the emotion of this thing being restored to you. And either of you know immediately what it is? You can decide later if you prefer. Uh, it's my mother's ring. It, it's Jackwick. It's a, it's a crystal sinker you used to use for fishing, but the sinker is glowing more than it should. As if there's something trapped inside. Oh, nice. Um, you, you have to kind of blow off the dust, um, mascara to see the, the ring. And I just be sure that it's exactly what it is, but it feels so right in your hand that, uh, sinker Jackwick, it's, it's, it, feels good to see it again but probably there are other feelings too given what you just told me about what might be inside it <laughs> um the teddy now turns its eyes towards the the portal and um yeah you have the way forward um that is he's not waiting he's heading in that direction and uh peter is going to mascara stops long enough to pick up the teddy bear off the mm -hmm. ground Yep. And sort of give it a hug. I like to think it's like, you know how it used to be like Nova Black or whatever? Yeah. It's like it's mm -hmm. faded to like a grayer black now because it's been used, you mm -hmm. know? Like, yes. yep. yeah. And and so she sort of goes hmm, and sort of puts it back in her pack. And as she goes to leave, she goes to like hug the big teddy bear. Yep. But as she's hugging, she also sort of tightens a couple of like loops just to <laughs> sort of like... Yep. You know, she can't she can't fix it really, but she just tries to like hold everything on a little yep. bit. And Wonderful. then sort of pats him a bit and walks towards <laughs> the bed. Cool. Jackwick? Yeah, and, and Jackwick um is kind of I think he's quiet. Um and he's just reaches out and grabs hold of, of Steffi's pinky mm -hmm. uh and um just begins to walk and uh, kind of turns around and, and says, Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to seeing you again. And cool. yeah. All right. I'm just imagine I just was imagining that. I was like, how does that work? But yeah, no, it totally works. It totally works. It's like four <laughs> fingers and a little yeah. pinky sticking out the side. Yeah. So Cute. Um, you you <laughs> I want of, fan out of Steffi so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you crawl out from under this bed into a brightly lit room with a window open and fresh breeze coming through and um you immediately realize that you're you're back in your room at the pickled salmon the you you just have crawled out from underneath underneath that bed and um as you come out into this room i think mascara you came first the first thing you notice is that the room is a little bit crowded because peter and thaddeus came in before you but there are two other people in the room and one of them is trussed up like a prize turkey. Samas, the weird owl bird thing who sent you on this quest in the first place, is is like tied up with um, his mouth um, <laughs> tied up closed and he's kind of <laughs> hanging from the corner and um, standing on a chair next to him is Eli. And as you come out, um, Eli says, Oh, well, thank the gods for that. Blimey. 
Uh, all right, all right, all right. Hey, uh, hey, Mascara, so good to see you. I've sorted out this one for you. Is Jack Wick coming to? Oh, there he is. Earth, are you doing? <laughs> Jack Wick, and um, there's a great big hand. Ah! And he pulls out this long, um, sharp, <laughs> sharp knife and starts to leap to your defense, Jack Wick. Can I just punch him in the face, which is something Mascara has <laughs> yeah. been wanting to do for a very long time anyway. Just yeah. like, poof. Yeah, he's not I expecting think, that. <laughs> yeah, and Jack Wick actually just crotch punches him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, both Jack at Wick's, the same time. It's like yeah. it, it's like we're so in tune with each other, we just do it at the same time. Just, oh, just so over it. Eli uh, bounces off the bed and kind of rolls and lands on the floor with a thud and then pops up again holding his nose. Said, hey, 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 I'm helping. I'm helping this time. I've, I've been doing some research. I was trying to help you the whole time you was gone. It's him. He's the mastermind behind all this. This one right here, this bird character. I um, I, I would have gone over and like ripped any or taken any yep. off the mouth yep, so that yep. it, it can at least speak, you know? <laughs> um, Thaddeus uh, says, um, Master, are you hurt? And uh, Simas um, kind of stretches his mouth and um, then says, well, I would prefer to be in bird form, I'm much happier as an owl. Um, yes, yes, I would like to be an owl very, very much. And Eli says, you explain what you explain to me. You explain. Or I'll oh, explaining. You. You're going to start explaining then. It wasn't much explaining before. Yeah, you could have is... told me it was thud I was going after. This is right out of character. You explaining. <laughs> Well, to well, be fair, it was at the beginning of the adventure and it was quite improv, so. Yeah. <laughs> when, when Thud said that you were very good at uh, infiltrating places, you moved almost like a bird, he said, but he also was unclear about your feelings towards him. I didn't want to go to all the trouble of testing you and then discover that you wouldn't rescue him because you had some romantic um, dislike or something like that. And he uh, says, say it again. Say it again about the testing. Yeah, and Mascara has already caught it and is like, ah, excuse me? This was the test? And she's also looking at Thud like, did you Thud, know about this? You no, is, about Thud is this. Um, frown and is, is looking back at you. And Sam has said, well, my my precious apprentice, Thaddeus, who, who is serving his time to join the Parliament of Birds, to become a shape changer, to gain all of our benefits. Well, he, I'll, I will tell the story. He went to advocate for us against the Craddocks. He went to convince them not to hurt any more birds, to set them free. And Thaddeus said, that was the plan. Didn't quite work like that, though. I um, kind of did some research and there was this thing there's like a hole that wasn't quite a hole a secret way in turned out it was a <laughs> trap walked in there and ended up in a tower uncle george just started messing with my head and well luckily you came looking mascara and that was thanks to me samus looks like very pleased with himself of course i just needed to test you first the Craddocks involved devils, so I looked around for a convenient devil and sent it following after you, Mascara, and you did very well against the devil. 
And of course, you had to deal with credits. So I found some credits and convinced them to hire you. You did very well rescuing something from the credits. You were the perfect person. Everything worked out beautifully. I'm so pleased you've restored Thaddeus to me. Yeah, Mascara has got one hand on her hip, tapping her feet. And she's like, I think the word you're looking for is Patsy. (laughs) (laughs) Thaddeus says, Master, just close your beak for a minute, okay? And turns and, uh, all right, uh, he like changes his his demeanor entirely as he talks to you. Sorry about that, Mascara and uh, Jackwick. Uh, he's um, it's not too bright. None of the birds are terribly bright. Oh, They've got good all wings and stuff, but I mean, he means well. I hope you can, I hope you can forgive me for getting you caught up in all this. Wouldn't like to be on bad terms with you anymore. And she sort of, like, without really looking at him, sort of pats him on the cheek and just kind of turns around and is like, well, is this done? To submit us. Um, It'll be done as soon as I am free to fly. As soon as I'm free. Anyone? You you don't need the other birds to be free? And I'm looking at Peter. Um, oh yeah, this well, is Peter Critic. Uh, uh, hello. <laughs> uh, well, yes, I. I mean, I am a critic, and I'll need to think carefully about my next move in the situation. But I'm sure that, well, with Uncle George gone from the equation, I'm sure we can remove the birds from captivity. It's what I've been trying to do for a long time. I'd be delighted to do it. And Summers goes big, and. And the master? Did you kill the master as we agreed? And Mascara says, yes, but not for you, because he pissed Jackwick off. He rightly did. I was furious. Feeling it now, though. (laughs) Oh, you will be well paid. You'll be well paid. Just untie me and I will fly to get your reward. That is his. I'll make sure that he actually does get some appropriate reward. Look, sorry again. Jackwick, sorry about this. That's fine. No, not your fault. Also, I did kill probably part of my arch nemesis, so that's, you know, bonus for me. Oh, good! Samus is like, oh, please! Oh, hurrah! Uh, We still have an ogre to I like that we're still leaving this bird tied up. Like, (laughs) uh, you know, like, I like, I'm, I'm like, well, we still have an ogre to kill, you know. I think we should go downstairs and get a drink and talk about this some more because this, Eli I feel pops like up and says, "What's that?" We covered a lot. An yeah. ogre. Yeah. You got an ogre to kill. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a job for Eli. Or oh, well, maybe I can stand you up a few drinks. You guys look. Yeah, burst. I think I think this is your round, Eli. To be fair, <laughs> and Come on and down. Mascara is like pushing everybody out the door deliberately, not untying some <laughs> you all you all go out the door Steffi retreats under the bed giving um jackwick a reassuring wave so jackwick knows that he will be present under beards as required from from henceforth um just look for me for the look look (laughs) just look for me in the darkest bed in the room nice and the door um the door closes behind you leaving simis kind of dangling upside down slowly turning in the breeze um looking hopeful at the door anyone anyone and um 
And I think that brings us to an end. Do either of you want to add a final moment or a final image of postscript with your character, or shall we call it there? Uh, no, the door opens and Jackwick comes in. He goes, you know what? This is unfair. And he reaches out and hands uh, a beer to Steffi uh, <laughs> and then shuts the door and walks out. <laughs> Steffi's hand comes out, takes the beer, disappears back under the bed and Sam is wriggling in place. Perfect. Um, just for cute factor, yeah. um, Mascara's looking at her mother's ring, which she's put onto her finger. And she turns to Thud and she's like, do you remember it? Do you remember how much I cried when I lost it? Well, look. I remember. <laughs> Can't and she just a better kinda, omen than that, right? Yeah, she just kind of hugs him like they, they were kids again or like they were young again when she mm. lost it, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he gives you a, a fond hug backwards. And I think on that fond hug, we will end D&D Saga, Bed to the Bone. It has been a ride. Ooh. It has been fun. There have been camels and teddy bears and all sorts of exciting things. Um, sock monsters. Sock monsters as well. Um, it, it's been a wonderful ride, but just huge appreciation and thanks to these amazing players who have just carried us through this <laughs> this journey together. Big thank you, first of all, Jules Burger said thank you so much. Cheers. Oh, thank you so, so much for having me. This has been amazing. You just have no idea. It, is, yeah. it has just been it has been a wonderful experience. And Tom Adams is Jackwick Ambleson. Thank you, Tom. You're you're an absolute wizard, Morg. It was um that was one of the highlights of the of 2020 <laughs> <laughs> oh fantastic um so that's uh bringing us to a close and um yeah we're just going to finish with a bit of a bit of a reminder that um, we have upcoming a uh, dream ogre appearance in our live friend shows which are coming up at the time of recording um but uh, between then and now i think the next thing that's going to happen is your two characters are going to be heading off to see some centaurs I think that's next on the agenda for you two. Oh wow! Okay. Mm. I hope this holds up with canon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it does because there were no beds in that adventure, so we don't need no. to don't need to include that little wrinkle. Um, so that brings us to an end. Thank you both, and uh, yeah, farewell. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. This has been Diceratops Presents Bed to the Bone Part 10. All of Bed to the Bone is on YouTube. Enjoy our faces there at Diceratops NZ. Diceratops NZ is also how you find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Do sign up for our email newsletter at diceratops.nz. Now, you will have noticed the credits serve the ominously named Dream Ogre. You might also be interested to know that our D&D live shows at the Wellington Fringe Festival in March are called Don't Dream It's Ogre. Coincidence? Hmm. Three shows on successive Saturday nights. Tickets are available now. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Rate and review. All that jazz. I'm Morgan Davey. We are Diceratops. We love games and our shows for everyone. 